Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about Private Practice Season 5, Episode 21. Episode 21, Drifting Back, was written by Gabriel Lanes and Zahir McGee and directed by Jeanette Swarak. It aired on May 8th, 2012. Enjoy! Today, we have our special celebrity guest host on the pod. <laughs> she giggles. Please welcome star of the first national tour of Girl from the North Country. You've seen her on FBI Most Wanted. You've seen her on Blue Bloods. She starred as Dina in the international tour of Dream Girls, among other shows. The light of my life. This is Sheree Moultrie. Number one fan at Heinz. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's, oh my goodness. I should have brought it out. <laughs> that's my self-imposed uh, title for you. Number one fan of Heinz. <laughs> Ketchup only, not the beans. Oh, okay. Good to know. <laughs> well, I mean, we're not, we're not anti-beans. Mm. We're just very, very pro-ketchup. about ketchup, yes. Yeah, yeah. Sheree, when she was in Pittsburgh, I should let you tell the story, um, but she had dinner with my parents when she was in Pittsburgh for her tour, and my dad was getting her like a little care package and he was like, well, what is she like? And I was like, just get her sweets. Like she'll be happy with, with sweets. And then I was like, oh my God, will you please get her the smallest thing of ketchup that you can find? He was like, like the ones from restaurants. And I was like, not that small, like, like the small, like, and he was like, oh yeah, I can do that. And he was trying to get it so right. It was so cute. Yeah, it was so lovely. And then he gifted it to me in a bag. A Heinz bag, like a Heinz merchandise bag that he found somewhere. <laughs> it was amazing. Above and beyond. Truly, truly. I see where you get it from. <laughs> <laughs> so what else are you reading and or watching right now? So I've been reading this book called The Other Princess by Denny Bryce. Um, and it's basically, it's a historical fiction book. Um, that's about a, a prin- an African princess who is then gifted to the Queen of England in like the 1800s, 1700s, and sort of her upbringing in that space. I haven't gotten too far in it, so I can't really share what it's fully about, but that's kind of the, the basic premise of it. And it seems pretty good so far. I'm very interested to see what her journey will be um, and how she adjusts from being an African princess to sort of being in the world of, of the English. I feel like there is a real story like that with Queen Victoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's loosely based on something that's real, yeah. Yeah, and watching, we were just talking about 911 because I finished 911 after probably years of you telling me how great it was. And I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> and then I finally did, and I finished it in like less than a month. And now I'm watching 911 Lone Star, and I also am going to finish it in like less than a month. Love it. Lovely. Are you watching anything? You're still on SVU? Still a lot of SVU from the TV. Um, but I actually, the last couple of days, I've had Netflix, access to Netflix on the like hotel TV. And I've watched the, I guess, the TV version of First Wives Club, which was like starring huh. Jill Scott. And I forgot the woman, the woman who also stars in the survival of the thickest, something like that. Oh yeah, um, it's a, yeah, but it's a it's a like a, a a spin on the First Wives Club the movie, which is pretty good. It's kind of lighthearted. I wanted something light to watch, and I could you know do other things while it's in the playing in the background, and it's been pretty fun to watch. 
Oh, good. Yeah, I don't have Netflix anymore or right now. They think uh, mm. they finally figured out where I live. So, oops. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I am almost done with dear guest host Allison's book, Dolls of Our Lives. Oh, I love it. Um, I started it when it first came out and then got a little sidetracked. And then I got off the wait list for the audiobook. So now I'm listening to them read it while I'm reading it. And it's just wonderful. So if you love millennial culture, if you love American Girl, if you love history, if you love early 2000s, 90s culture, anything, pick it up. It's great. Library, Libby, Bookshop their website, anything, Dolls of Our Lives, podcast, book, Allison Horrocks, Mary Mahoney. There's a big overlap. I really think you'll like it. That sounds great. I'll have to add that to my list. I have it. You can borrow it when you're here. In like six months. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) So far away. (laughs) On the phone with my mom last night, she was like, and Sheree's going to be there in just a couple months. Oh, it'll fly by. It will. She might be your new biggest fan. I loved Maybe. you all. She was so sweet, so kind, fun to talk with. They were great. Yeah. Your parents are awesome. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> She's like, I know. <laughs> I can just see them, like, listening in their car on a little trip, just, like, looking at each other. They're like, look <laughs> yes. at our daughter. Oh, I love <laughs> So sweet. So do you have anything to promote? It's a show that I think everybody has heard before. Northcountrytour.com is where you can find info about the tickets, what cities we are in, and all that. The last stretch, we've been in one city every week, a different city every week. And so it's, I'm like, people are like, where are you now? And I'm like, um, um, <laughs> I'm in Nashville. Like, I literally have to spend five seconds thinking about where we are. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I literally had to ask, well, because you're in Kansas City right now, right? I'm in Nashville now. You're in Nashville now? Yeah, we were in Kansas City last week. Oy. Nashville Oy. since Monday. I don't know what to do here. When I did my cross-country trip, I was only in Nashville for half a day just to see. Memphis was, like, my favorite. Have you been there yet? No, but we will go to Memphis later, I think, when closer to spring, summer. Oh, Memphis was my, my favorite stop we made all trip. Nice. I've heard yeah. really good things about Memphis, too. Yeah, the food was yeah. great. Um, the museums were great. I didn't spend a lot of time in the live jazz section just because we had my dog with me and, you know, she was a puppy and I didn't want to make her listen to blues with her tiny little ears. But um, mm. we walked past it and it was great. Hmm. But okay. I'll definitely have Rex for, now, for Memphis. Okay, and where can we find you online? You can find me online on Instagram at Sheree and then my website is www. I don't know why I said that. Who says that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> my website is IamSheree.com. <laughs> Probably because we were just talking about millennial culture in like 90s. That's it. <laughs> oh, do you remember that um, TV show on PBS, Zoom? They would all, on PB, PBS, it was the show Zoom, not like computer Zoom. And they would uh-huh. like do science experiments and at the end of the show, they would kind always, of. they would ask you to write to them and they would say, oh, two, one, three, four, send it to Zoom. That sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. You but know. I'm also thinking of Zoom, 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 like the Make my heart nine. go boom, boom, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. supernova girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't get that out of my head right now. So every time I hear Zoom, that's where my mind goes. That is the moment. That is the movement. <laughs> Those Disney movies were great. Growing they're up. so good. Oh, they're so good. 
Okay, our patient breakdown for the week. First, we have first notes and miscellaneous per usual. We have Addison Forbes Montgomery. We have Amelia Shepard, who is pregnant, and I had to text Sheree and break the news to her because of her duration and again for last time she was here were just a bit off about that situation. I was like, here's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> we have Troy Davis with cardiomyopathy, florid pulmonary edema, and end-stage heart failure. We have Rich and Lori. Rich has seizures and kluver Busey syndrome. And we have their daughter, Whitney, with talk therapy. We're going to talk about the family as one. And then there was someone with named Stephanie with a placental abruption, but she's not in the episode. Jake and Addison said one sentence about her, so we're just not including her. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Stephanie. <laughs> well, before we get into it, it's only been four, five episodes since you were here last, but a lot has happened. What are you... Yeah. What do you think? So much has happened. I was like, wait, Amelia's pregnant. The baby has no brain, which I needed. I meant to look up. Like, is that actually a thing? Like, that can actually happen? And then, you know, Sheldon went away. We find out he had an ex-wife. I was like, wait, what? And then uh, Addison now has a baby. I'm like, huh? So, yeah, so much has happened in a couple of episodes. It's wild. (laughs) Yeah, um, the last week's episode just came out, but there was a really good Science with Sarah about it, about anencephaly, which is what Amelia's baby has. So if you want to learn more about it, it's in our last episode with Sarah, and there's just like a little section about the different kinds of it and how rare it actually is Hmm. and how um, even though Jake said it isn't the fault of of the opioids, that it might be. Yeah. Wow. What's your first note? My very first uh, is that I love Violet's curly bob. <laughs> the, the hairstyle was, was giving for me. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, my second was like, uh-oh, not the shade from her husband. <laughs> Just like their little interaction at the very start was kind of like, oh gosh, what is happening? What isn't happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot about Pete. <laughs> he... <laughs> only wants to play which like they've done therapy so he wants to like remember the joy of their relationship and violet only wants to do therapy and find out what the issue is so it doesn't happen again but pete is like maybe the issue won't happen again but i'm done with doing only therapy like i want us to have fun together and violet's like but the issues and he's like but i love you Mm. so they both love each other and they're just trying to figure out how to move forward Mm -hmm. or if they move forward right right yeah my very first note is uh the powerpoint slide beginnings we had some shapes we had some twists we had some zooms zoom 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 big mark boom boom (laughs) what a bop honestly i hope they're making hella residuals right (laughs) intergalactic Someone's got to put that back on TikTok. Someone's got to re like resurrect that. I feel like it would be popular. Leave it to me. Just kidding. I have like one follower on TikTok. So I don't. <laughs> and it's it. me. <laughs> and you're my <laughs> one follower. <laughs> yes. Middle millennials. Oh my. Yeah. I uh. I always think it's really funny when they bring the 
2012 PowerPoints to the very beginning, just like sites of LA and the Santa Monica Pier, and then it's like a kaleidoscope. It's just, mm. it's qu- it's quite a choice. <laughs> Last week I was talking about why Violet hasn't sold the murder house yet. And then she opens this episode with talking about selling the murder house. And if we were one of those podcasts that were recording in real time, I would think that the writers were listening to us. But I hate to break it to myself, but it has in fact been 12 years. (laughs) But I didn't consciously remember that she did bring it up this soon. And mm-hmm. she talks about how the lack of good schools its what's, is what is making her sell this house because Lucas is like two, three now and is getting close to, you know, kindergarten. Mm-hmm. The lack of good schools, it's what's making her sell the house, not the murders and vicious attacks. Hmm. I guess that's a way to try to spin it. <laughs> yeah. Totally healthy. <laughs> she goes, there's got to be a market for a murder house. That was funny. Oh, goodness. Yeah. That's- it's true. No, I was going to say, there, there is someone out there who specifically wants it for that reason. But. Oh, yeah. Those L.A. hills, big, big market. <laughs> Any more first notes before we move on to Dear Addie? Just that the baby was so cute. Henry or Lucas? Oh, wait. Yes, Henry. 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 Henry's Addison's baby. Lucas is Violet and Pete's yes. baby. Henry. Henry is so cute. I know, isn't he? They picked mm-hmm. the perfect little baby. And she always has him in a little hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, adorable. Sam is way too cordial and sweet for someone who was so cold to Addison last week for making him watch her son. There was a whole thing. There was a whole thing. Addison's babysitter was late or fell through, and she was trying to call other people, and Sam was like, I'll take him, and then was mad later for himself offering. But she was mad. He was mad at her. Even though he offered. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Dear listeners, she's shaking her head. (laughs) Or as we would have said in 2012, SMH. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then Sam says, babies are virtually indestructible. Yeah. When he said that, I was like, I think that's quite the opposite. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's definitely not true. But Sam is the doctor. But Addison is the baby doctor. I know that their bones are, like, kind of malleable because they have to go through the birth canal, but, like, they fuse. Mm-hmm. Henry's not a newborn anymore. Right. We're led to believe he's, like, anywhere from four to six, seven months old because he's mm-hmm. about as old as we've known about Amelia's pregnancy. So he's anywhere from, like, mm-hmm. four to seven months. Got it. Maybe a little – four to six. Let's say four to six. Did you notice Addison's wine glasses? No, I didn't. Very, very Olivia Pope. They were, you know, stemmed, mm. skinny stem, and then goblets. Super su- yeah, super big and round, mm. like disco balls. Big fan. <laughs> I love those, too. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have about Miss Addie here? I have that I was just excited that she has the baby that she's been wanting. Like, just sort of as a reaction. Yep. Oh, and I had just questions about, like, what happened with Jake and Addison. At the beginning, at least, they kind of seemed a little cold or weren't as flirtatious as they were in the episode I saw last. Yeah, I didn't have as many for her this time around. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, is, uh, I always say Tay, Tay and Addison back together at the quick start. And I was like, okay, no, they're not. And then I was just like, I wonder who Addison's therapist is. Because 
<laughs> they never show, you know, that person's face. So do I. Respond or anything like that. I'm just <laughs> curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so do I, so do I. He's had, like, three lines this whole season. I've been so curious about what his contract looks like because you know he's on set, like, almost every day mm. or at least once a week. Mm-hmm. That's but he has true. no lines. Like, what is that a featured background? It's not. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. I am curious. I don't I'm know. Curious. Right? I want to have him on so badly. <laughs> when uh, Sam and Addison are on the deck, and she says, "I miss you," and he says, "I miss you," my eyes have rolled all the way to the back of my skull. <laughs> they had trouble getting back to the front. Yes, I was quite. I was annoyed at that moment too. <laughs> I thought we were done, like finished. It's so hard. Once somebody's got their hook in you, it's so hard to get it out. Fully. I know, especially when they live next door to you and work with you. Yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> also, I couldn't help but wonder why Addison still does not have a nanny. Uh, she is a gazillionaire, we're led to believe. She can find childcare if she wants to so i believe she is just choosing to have sam watch henry after hours while mm-hmm. she's working mm-hmm. i feel like jake calls was... her out on that too right a little bit oh yeah yeah and then i think that's the impetus for her standing up for herself and i clapped my hands <laughs> because she said you can't just Come play house whenever you feel like it. If you want to do this, you need to be able to deliver on everything we talked about. Can you do that? Mm-hmm. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good moment. And he just like, it was like Looney Tunes. It was like he just like stood up and he just tiptoed backwards out. He was like. You can see it too. Yep. Yep. I need Sam to have another person to go to for his mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. I uh I'm not gonna say that it shouldn't be Addison because Addison needs to focus on her child because I believe that she is capable of doing both but she should not have to balance that if Sam does not want to be in her life in that way. Mm-hmm. I don't think that she should have to, you know, back up from every other responsibility in her life because she is now a mother. Because, you know, for generations it's been, oh, you're a woman, you're a mother, you can't do anything else. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying that if Sam doesn't want to commit to her to help her with what she needs in all the ways that she needs them, he needs to find someone else and mm-hmm. give her space. Right. I have strong feelings. You sure do. I know. I love it. <laughs> you are you are Addison's girlfriend right now. <laughs> Might as well be you up there. <laughs> like, leave Sheree alone. Stop it. <laughs> How about when Jake is talking about you know, the the culture of the office. Mm. And he says, Amelia, this place, I see that we're all in it together. And I think I'm, I'm good with that. And then she stands up and she struts over to him and kisses him. Yes. <laughs> mm. But I do want to say I am not about, like, the culture of everywhere you work being a family. I feel like that's quite strange um, mm-hmm. and very common on television and therefore very common in real life. Mm-hmm. But on television, it's in the way of like, oh, you need a kidney. 
I'll give you one because you are my family, mm-hmm. because that's what happens on television. And in real life, it is, oh, we are work family. You will come in and not go to your child's game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just feel like work culture is quite strained. Yeah. Are you letting things slide yeah. that you wouldn't normally because, oh, it's my family, so I'm not going to report this act that they, you yeah. know, they shouldn't have done or whatever like yeah mm. when like would you accept that behavior from your cousin at thanksgiving dinner right just because they're your family doesn't mean that you accept all behavior right that hey i'm just a little podcast host no you're not just a little <laughs> teeny tiny lady mm-hmm. just in her little recording studio <laughs> my last note for Addie is the editing of the end therapy session, I didn't notice it in the beginning, but it doesn't mean it wasn't there. I just wasn't paying attention to that specifically, more to the PowerPoint, um, <laughs> was that the editing was super choppy and her lips don't move when she's talking at all times. Oh. So like it'll cut back and forth. And I even rewound because I thought maybe it was like buffering on my TV, but it'll be like a shot of something else. And then a shot of her and like the voiceover will play, but her mouth isn't moving. And then the mouth is moving and she's talking. So I I can't tell if it's intentional to lead up to that line that she ends with of am I delusional or if it's just like a little editing slip up. Mm. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Dear listeners, if anyone else did, let me know because I mean, it's possible it's my Hulu. I just don't really think it was. I also hate, 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 hate the dress that she's wearing in that therapy session. That red and black? Yeah. It's like ruched. Yeah, it was kind of weird looking. (laughs) Yeah. Not a fan. It like, it didn't do anything for her. Not complimentary to her. Yeah. No. And her hair was super flat. And I don't know. Not a fan. (laughs) Anything else for Addie before we move on to Amelia? No, I think that's it for me. Just, like, top of my stuff for Amelia is the lady at her sobriety meeting. Mm -hmm. I'm saying sobriety meeting because I feel like it's N.A., but it could be A.A., I'm not sure. Just, like, she assumes that the baby is a miracle and that the baby opened her eyes to sobriety Mm. when, in fact, the baby is never going to have a life of its own. And what got her sober was pretty much her fiancé ODing. Mm. And then I said, tee-hee-hee, stop making assumptions. Yeah, that's very real. Later, I have for our, um, is it the the family? I have every patient who doesn't mention Amelia's stomach becomes my new favorite patient of the episode, no matter how much we hate that storyline. And I feel mm. like if this leader of the sobriety meeting hadn't said anything, I'd be like, cool, yeah, you go, sobriety lady. But because she said that, I'm like, Ugh, I don't like you. Mm. <laughs> we just like yeah. don't have to comment on people's bodies i guess yeah that's true although i guess i don't know amelia did say something about like i haven't been here in that long like i've been a little busy and she like points to her stomach so i guess she opened it but Hmm. i don't know i still feel like it's not really necessary yeah it's a good point to think about like when you do see someone who's pregnant you automatically think like oh they have to be extremely happy about it the baby has to be like and that's not always the case so you shouldn't assume that's so yeah true a good reminder yeah yeah what's your first amelia note her interaction with sheldon when he comes back Mm. and you're in that big group and 
just yeah i was like oh no amelia and sheldon like oh gosh what's happening and i just felt so bad for him i know we'll get to him but like womp womp it was just like really hard to watch that interaction yeah initially I didn't even write anything about that little scene that they had in his office just because I pretend that I like to think that that part didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, that was a little strange. It was just, it's quite, quite too much for my silly little mental health to, to bear. Yeah. Amelia's thick chain necklace. I don't really remember many of those styled like this in 2012 but she's pulling it off it's just like a gold chain necklace like a Mm. thick one that maybe would be with like a white collared shirt i would see it like underneath a collar like an open Mm -hmm. you know but not in like a swoop neckline Mm. but she has on like a low pony and a maroon shirt and pants mm. that she's wearing it to. Oh, and then a very different note that I have in the same bullet point for some reason. I love that she's, I said, I love the maroon shirt and that she's holding Sheldon accountable. No. <laughs> very connected. But I mean, is, is, it Sheldon's, is it Sheldon's responsibility to come back when she needs him and stuff like that? That's the next part of this. I love that she's holding Sheldon accountable to totally leaving her Not that he is responsible for her or anything, but it was a wild thing to do. Mm. Again, we don't know much at all about his ex-wife, about the circumstances. Perhaps we'll learn more about that in the future. It's just at this point, a very, very close friend of yours who doesn't trust many people has just relapsed, hit rock bottom, and discovered she's pregnant. And then you leave the next day for six months. Oh, okay. I didn't know the magnitude of that. Okay. Yeah, and become, like, totally unplugged. It just seems like kind of a wild thing to do. Yeah. I didn't love Sheldon in this episode, I gotta say. Sheldon goes, who's Jake? Addison goes, Jake is who she chose. Addison, love her accepting boundaries that are, Mm -hmm. you know, communicated. Mm -hmm. Um, And Sheldon knows who Jake is, but what he means by that is, like, why did she choose Jake? Mm -hmm. Or, like who's like who's jake like yeah, who who is, who is jake like yeah. what mm-hmm. yeah sheldon jake is who was there when you were trotting across the globe yeah. sheldon says she's practically dissociative which is what we've been saying all along i think sarah literally said it last episode mm-hmm. sheldon said to jake get your ego out of it and Sh- jake said to sheldon it's not about my ego mm-hmm. Is Jake about to win the MVP again? (laughs) We find out that she's done 26 surgeries since Sheldon left, which Mm -hmm. is a lot. I mean, it's not one every day, but I still can't figure out the surgery schedule versus the clinical schedule. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was really powerful how Jake was talking at the end about right now she gets to choose what happens with this fetus and the baby and with those organs and what those do Mm -hmm. where if she has a slip or a fall her addiction gets to Mm -hmm. choose yeah that was a really beautiful like section of dialogue between the two of them mostly him but yeah it was great i say it a lot later but there were a lot of really gorgeous shondalogues in this episode Mm -hmm. and this was written by two writers and the last time we had something written by two writers we talked a lot about how you could tell it was written by two writers and maybe some things were a little 
clunky or didn't make sense because of Mm. it but this time I think it made it really strong and I'm not sure if it was the same two writers I probably should have done my research on that sorry dear listeners but interesting Mm. do you have anything more for Amelia um just that she looks so sad and I just hate hate seeing her in this state yeah and really like it was really yeah it was really tragic to see her saying that she just wanted to have an escape for a minute a minute only you know and um yeah, you just you see the desperation was really hard. That one tear down mm-hmm. her face. Mm-hmm. The glory tear. I've only had it happen like a handful of times. It's usually both. But like the one tear yeah. skill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tear duct skill. <laughs> My last note is Naomi and Amelia both being on this season would have made this show too powerful in the universe. And so I'm sure of it. Like, Audra being on this season as well with this acting that we're getting from Katarina Scorsone, mm-hmm. like, it would have been too much. Like, the universe would have imploded. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I was going to say, ah. <laughs> I've kind of forgotten about Naomi, so I'm like, I'm trying to remember, like, what kind of stuff she brought to the table as far as. Just Audra. Well, yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, just like the presence on the screen. Mm. Yeah. All right, here we go. Troy Davis with cardiomyopathy, florid pulmonary edema, and end-stage heart failure. His partner's name is Roger, and I didn't catch his dad's name. Oh, but I do have it in the trivia. Give me one minute. Carl Davis. Mm. What did you think about this little storyline here? It was one of the tough ones. It also was one I feel like I've seen a lot on TV where, you know, there's a parent, whether it's the mom or the dad, that doesn't accept mm-hmm. the relationship that they have. But, um, and then, you know, society hasn't um, progressed far enough that the partner has actual rights in the, the medical space. So it's up to the parents who, you know, don't really know what the person wants to make the decision. Um, so I've definitely felt like it was a storyline I've seen before, but still makes it, you know, it's still tragic, sad, and it's like, ugh, so frustrating. You know, I just hated how the father, when he we first get introduced to him, how rude he was to the partner. Like, I'm sure the partner has been, Roger was with Troy, like, every step of the way, like, throughout the whole thing. And yeah. the dad was nowhere to be found, I think, if I remember correctly. Like, not even in his mm-hmm. life at all. So it's like, how do you come in here not having seen anything that this person has been struggling with over the past weeks, months, years, whatever, and then, you know, feel like you can just speak to this other person so rudely uh it's just crazy to me mm-hmm. and then also reminded me like so many people think oh, oh we'll have time to do x y and z like all of those medical things like the proxy this and all of that like they should have had this handled yeah like if you knew this was going to happen at some point like that should have been one of the first things on your to-do list like make sure yeah the day of diagnosis week of diagnosis yeah. this should have been handled yeah you can't wait and think, think you have more time because you just don't know. No, there's never, you should never assume that there's time. No. Did the dad look familiar to you? I don't know if you've seen his. A little. His, like, so he's in an episode of Grey's Anatomy also where he plays the dad of a gay son who he doesn't hmm. accept. Oh, interesting. So I said, LOL, this guy always plays guys whose sons are gay that he doesn't accept that they don't have a relationship with him for that reason oh wow predates this that was gray season four which predates this 
we're mm. concurrent to Grace season eight right now. Okay. Interesting. It's funny, but not funny. Because Pete isn't actually upset about Troy's condition. Like, he sees people like this every day. Mm-hmm. He's upset about Violet and his frustration with his marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he needs to figure that out before he does something drastic. Oh, wait. Too late. Oh, my God. Are we going to get to that now or later? <laughs> whatever whatever you like. I, I'm pretty much there. I'm pretty much there. So we can go. Why don't you let the dear listeners know what's happening? I just couldn't believe that Pete decided on his own to, you know, obviously honor the, the, you know, the wishes of Roger, which, you know, we think is what Troy wanted. But how do you, where do you think you have the authority to just do that without, he didn't consult anyone and the father was nowhere. Like he could have, I don't, I just couldn't believe it was happening. I was like, is he going to get in trouble? I was like, well, where's the dad? Like, he's not even going to tell this man that he's about to do it. So the dad doesn't even have a chance to, like, say I'm sorry before he's, while he's alive. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He didn't even tell Sam. Yeah. He just up and did it. And Roger also just let it happen, too. I mean, I know Roger's, his, his heart is, like, He's in an emotional state where he can't even make decisions like that, I feel. But it was unbelievable that it happened. So I guess we should clarify that for our dear listeners that this is 2012, which was before gay marriage was legalized throughout the U.S. Mm -hmm. But regardless, they... Uh, Troy and Roger were not married. And as we've said before, Roger had no legal power of attorney no papers no will no living will nothing that showed that roger was able to make decisions or no paperwork that showed what troy wanted which just seems really unrealistic especially seeing that he was a normal patient of sam's i find it really hard to believe that sam wasn't like already having that conversation all right time to fill this out yeah or like you will have this done before our next follow-up mm-hmm. i just find that really hard to believe but again it makes television yeah and it gets us it gets us to this point at the end of this episode where what happens oh charlotte had to call the police on mr p mm-hmm. and he's arrested and he has a potential charge for murder when they murder. said that i said <gasps> So did Ruthie. (laughs) She said, what? (laughs) Also, I don't think you watched this episode, but the guy who arrested Pete also is the same officer who arrested that mother a Mm. couple seasons ago who gave her son medical marijuana for his autism before that was a thing. Mm. The character's name is Sydney Harris. Just remember her name. Yeah. Wow. So when they were unplugging Troy, my initial note is Ingrid Michaelson's song while they're unplugging a patient. Iconic. And then I looked it up. I said, it's all right. That's the song. It's all right. By Waterdeep. But it sure sounds like Ingrid Michaelson. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And there are really just some classic, classic Shondalogs in this episode in a way that there historically haven't been in private practice. And they're just kind of piled in here we have one from troy 
We have one from Amelia. We have one from Violet, a really good one from Violet that we'll get to. Mm. Did I say Jake? No. One from Jake. And then we have like a mini one from Addison. We have one from like almost every character. Everybody. Yeah, and they're like classic Shondalogs. Hmm. Couldn't help but wonder why. Not mad about it. Just, just different. I also couldn't help but wonder why are the hallways in this hospital just sporadically empty, especially at the nurses' station? And this mm. time by the trauma bay, like when have you seen a trauma bay that empty mm. in a major metropolitan area? <laughs> you notice everything. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for Troy before we move on to one of my least favorite storylines? I think that was it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing your um, shenanigans for what will happen with Pete in the big house. Mm. <laughs> on to Rich and Lori with uh, Whitney, their daughter. Mm. Yes. My first note is Francine because Lori is played by the actress Anne Dudek, I hope I'm saying that right, who played Francine in Mad Men, which is one of my favorite shows in the history mm. of the world. And she That's also... familiar. <laughs> yeah, and she also plays Amber in House and a million other things, but I saw her and I said, mm-hmm. Francine! And they're just... Um, yeah. She's Betty and Dawn's neighbor and big fan. Big, big fan. <laughs> and then I said, okay, I hate this storyline. It's, it's simply simply just yeah. sim- simply I can't I yeah je refuse yeah and I was like oh god yeah <laughs> that yeah. was my first note oh yeah. god <laughs> yeah temporal lobe tumor or scar tissue as they say the temporal lobe means drastic behavioral changes if it's treatable you treat it like even I know that and I'm just a sl- mm. silly little podcast host, little artist girl who's sitting in her little recording studio. I don't have a medical degree. Stop I'm just... saying little. You're not little. <laughs> That's something I'm trying to be better about. Like, don't. You're doing amazing, great things. Own it. But... Not a little podcast. Thank you, but I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not. Yes, you're not a doctor. I'm not. Sure. I have no. I have no medical training outside of right. the television. Like, right, right. I, well, actually, I do have a little bit, but not in human medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just, like, why are they not sure about fixing it? Mm. It's a temp, like, first of all, it's on the temporal lobe, which means that that is what's making this happen, which means that it's not psychological, it's physical. Mm. And he wants to change it, which means fix it. And I get that they're a risk because you're cutting into the brain. But if it is something that is affecting people's lives like this and he... Like that? Yeah, and he wants this fixed and Amelia is willing and able to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. And I think the only reason anyone is even blinking an eye at it is because Sheldon is feeling guilty about leaving Amelia. And Amelia is capable of taking care of herself. Mm-hmm. Period. Oh, wait, just kidding. I take away my period. (laughs) In what world would a psychiatrist who wasn't originally on the case 
don't forget, Violet was on the case and invited Sheldon to interview the parents and she would interview Whitney. Mm-hmm. In what world would a psychiatrist be in on that consult when it wasn't even his case to begin with unless he was like micromanaging Amelia? Mm. In what world? I don't blame him for wanting to take care of her. I blame him for taking his own guilt and frustration out on her competency. Mm-hmm. Look at me using the big words. <laughs> yes. Okay, then I have my period. Your turn. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I didn't write too much because I also was kind of like, I can't no, really yeah. deal too much with this storyline either. But yeah, I have the, oh God, not him, you know, having desires for his daughter oh, and his poor oh. daughter. Like, what in the world is, how was she going to like move on from this? And it was nice to see, um, Violet, you know, being so patient and so kind to the little girl and kind of like explaining like her feelings are valid and if she is not able to get past it, like it's fine and all of that. So that was nice that she did have Violet to kind of be able to share some of her her feelings of confusion with like how you, you know, one day your dad is amazing and he's great and then the next day he's like a predator and I was like, wait a minute. Um... And then to top on that, being worried about him dying, like, it's a lot for a little girl to carry. Yeah, I really liked when the dad asked, like, after Whitney ran away um, after the surgery, the dad asked Violet if Whitney was going to be okay. And Violet just said, she's very brave. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was great and also true. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. Violet said you don't choose whether you're going to love him or not you just love him i don't yeah yeah go ahead go ahead you can say it i would just say i you know whenever i hear the words love and choice and all that it's like love is a choice is more of what i hear than the opposite yeah um, so there i was kind of like uh i don't know it that's such a tough situation and she's so young you know if she was a teenager you know much older like, I think she could understand, like, okay, it was something that was happening in his brain. It wasn't him. And now he's better if he hopefully gets better. But being as young as she is, like, that's just traumatic. Like, it's a traumatic situation that she's going to have to deal with, I think, for forever. Yeah, I just feel like love and trust are so intertwined. Mm-hmm. And there's choice and trust. Mm-hmm. you got to put yourself above the notion that you have to love people who you're supposed to love. If they mm-hmm. hurt you, even if it's not intentional. If they do bad things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's all I have for that traumatic moment. Yeah, my only other one was uh, what he said to Amelia. Like, you know, if you can't oh, yeah. get it all, like, just kill me. I was like, oh, dang, Amelia can't catch a break. I like, know. Yeah. She's got... <laughs> can, can she just have a... <laughs> like, I just felt bad for her in that moment. Like, damn. Right. Just give her a, like, just give her a minute. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> yeah i don't think she would have no i don't think so. no because i think she would have been like it's enough he'll be fine right mm-hmm. or just think like oh we'll just go get it another time mm. yeah i did appreciate i didn't write this down but forever ago science with sarah was talking about how sometimes when they talk about brain surgery on medical shows they shave the entire head for just one little section. And in fact, that is not what happens. They only shave the section that they're working with. Unless, like, you know, mm. for some reason that can't be. Um, but I appreciated that they only shaved the one section that they were working with. So, good job. 
mm-hmm. private practice. Miscellaneous kids. I just have like conflicting feelings about Violet. Yeah. I, I don't know if I like her, if I don't like her. <laughs> it's very conflicted. With so her. it makes it so good, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I feel like every, every episode I watch, I kind of have a different opinion about her by the end. Yeah. Then I wrote, uh, divorce sucks, but I'm trying to remember who was that towards. Violet and Pete, probably. Maybe. Or it could have been uh, uh, Rich and Lori, I guess. Okay. But it's probably Violet yeah, and Pete. Yeah, I, I don't remember why I put that, but um, I liked what Sheldon said that thing, sometimes things work out even if you didn't think they could. He did like some sort of a little thing and I was like, oh, wow, that's, it was just, it just like was something I guess maybe I needed to hear or... I liked hearing in the moment. Yeah. And then I just wrote, watching someone lose someone they love is just so sad and so hard. Yeah. My first one is Sheldon went on a world tour. (laughs) LOL, LOL, because they talk about how he started in Aruba and then they went somewhere else and then they went to Rome. And then he swiped a tango dancer ashtray from a hotel bar. I love that for him. (laughs) Yes, that was funny. I think the rest of my notes are about Violet and Pete. Okay, I kind of went on a little bit of a rant here. Violet is getting Pete so worked up about selling this house and this marriage, and she isn't giving him any space to, like, breathe or process or think. Now, he Mm -hmm. likely isn't returning her calls or giving her another choice about this. And if his name is on the mortgage, which we're led to believe, she does need his approval. But if he wants to be with her... And she wants to be in therapy. He's right. But what is he right about past Sam? I don't know. I just don't think that attacking him is the right choice. Mm-hmm. Could just be me. Felt a little selfish to me. Yeah. <laughs> Cooper says, are you and Pete a great couple? A question that we have been asking since season two. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I need to find the street that they're walking on with that super green, deep curb cut and all those shops. I'm sure it's in Santa Monica, but doesn't it look so cute where um, Cooper and Violet are walking? Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did notice that too. Right? I thought it was funny, uh, Cooper and and Charlotte's little moment when they were, he was giving her the update on Violet and Pete right before they, you know... (laughs) It was funny. She just ran in there, like, take your pants off. And then it was like, but wait, catch me up on a few things first. Okay, got it. Like, let's continue (laughs) on. It was pretty funny. It was. was a nice little reprise from all the the crazy of the episode. Yeah, and they, again, didn't lock the door, just kind of let it close. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I loved Violet's Shondalogue at the end, and Amy Brenneman did an incredible job with it. Just, like, Mm. great actress. And Cooper's reaction to Violet being so upset, he's just, like, standing there and he's like, I want to help you. And it was just, like, a very true BFF mood. Mm. Do you have any stray notes? I think the only thing was when the mention of Jake's wife. Oh, yeah. Learning that little storyline around that. I was like, oh, okay. I knew something had to have happened, like, super tragic for him not to mention her earlier. Um, Or, like, elaborate. You were here when we met his daughter right mm-hmm. okay yeah i thought so mm-hmm. our sam's style for this episode is cooper's pink blue white tiny striped shirt it's when violet's giving the 
Shondalog, it really just brings out his eyes. Hmm. And it's paired with a canvas blazer. It's not his typical velvet one, I think, because it's meant to be spring in this episode. But I also want to mention that Charlotte and Violet both had some really great necklaces in this episode. Honorable mention to those. Hmm, Okay. They're getting more stringy, like leveled stringy and less long. Sign of the times. <laughs> Who's our guest star spotlight? So I chose the actor who played Roger. Ooh. His name is Bradley White. Found out that he was born in the same place I was born, <gasps> born in Augusta, Georgia, Ooh. which was pretty cool. I literally looked him up and was like, oh, look at that. Uh, he graduated from Carnegie Mellon. Is still an actor, writer, producer. Um, I think his last sort of credit was in 2021, so... May or maybe or may not be still pursuing um, the acting pieces of, of the industry. But he lives in L.A. with his wife and three kids. Uh, you may have, He's been in Hawaii Five-O, Supergirl, Law & Order, NCIS. He was the voice of either one of the sheep or the gr- a group of sheep on Charlotte's Web, which the movie, which was kind of cool. Like, oh, uh, yeah, after graduating, he moved to New York. And then from there, moved to L.A. once he started doing uh, more TV stuff. Thank you. So our trivia for this episode is this episode scored 5.77 million viewers, quite less than our last few episodes in our sevens. Now we're in our fives. With Grey's Anatomy appearances included, this episode marks Tay Diggs' 100th appearance as Dr. Sam Bennett. Hmm. Mazel Tay. <laughs> Get it? Mazel Tov, Mazel Tay. <laughs> <laughs> I like to make myself you laugh. You and your little joke. You and your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Seen a little there. I know. <laughs> John M. Johnson, who plays Carl Davis, also plays Kevin Cossington in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. This is season four. His son is a soldier in Derek's glioma trial, and he walks in on him kissing his boyfriend. It was a really big episode for the time. Anne Dudek, who plays Lori, also plays Elise Castor in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. This is the alternate universe episode in season 10 with Christina and Owen, and it shows their alternate universe as well. And her husband has a spinal injury. And remember, like, they have him walking in this, like, spacesuit for part of it, and in another one he dies, and then the other one he just, like, stays in a coma. It's that one. Doug Simpson, who plays Troy Davis, also plays Phil Leggett in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. This is season nine. Mark had been working on his son's facial reconstruction surgeries after Mark's death, R.I.P. Mark. Jackson took over and wouldn't listen to Arizona and Derek's objections to Jackson's surgery plan, but oh well, it was fine. (laughs) And I realized that we haven't done Erica's trivia, and there's no time like the present. So let's just do it now. So dear Erica Warner, also RIP, we just have a little bit of trivia for her. She once spat on a six-year-old for spitting on then three-year-old Mason. Fair. She liked to party before she had Mason. She was a bartender when she and Cooper first met. And my personal favorite, she talks like Yoda when she is stressed. (laughs) RIP, Erica, you will be missed. Hmm. ready for Sheree's shenanigans what do you think is going to happen with our friends yes this is a hard one because there's so much going on and like it could really go in so many directions the next episode is the season finale Mm, okay 
I almost feel like this could have been a season finale-ish. Almost. Like, I guess it makes sense that it's towards the end. Yeah. Of the, the season. Um, Let's see. I think that, you know, Amelia, she's going to hold out. The, the conversation with Jake and everything else has really helped her. She's going to have the baby. They're going to be able to use the organs to donate to save other babies. And in the end, she's going to live happily ever after. <laughs> Um, okay. She's gonna she's gonna beat her addiction at least for a while longer. I think before she, you know. I hope I hope that she doesn't have any slips. I hope she doesn't. I think her and Jake will come closer, become closer, not in a romantic sense, but. I forgot to mention Amelia had a really beautiful speech, another Shondalogue, about this guy who sells drugs by the pier, and mm. she had a similar monologue, Shondalogue. She had a similar Shondalogue. And I am not saying that she did relapse. I'm just saying that there is a similar Shondalogue in season 11 of Grey's Anatomy, which is after this, mm. um, that was just reminiscent. And she talks to Owen outside of Meredith and Derek's house. If you know, you know. But it was similar. Like, it had the same vibes. They were sisters. Mm. And I like how she said she tried not to buy from him if she could help it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you think she and Jake will grow closer, but not in a romantic sense? Yes. Yeah, I think they'll be good friends. Uh, her and Sheldon will find a way to come back. I think it's going to take a lot uh, more time, though. I feel it's going to take a good little while. Uh, I think maybe she'll have a moment where she really needs someone and he's going to be able to be there for her in the right way. Addison and Sam, this is it. They're not going to get have any more romantic moments. Every time this you're on, you say that. And every time you're on, I want you to be right. There's a new one. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I continually want you to be correct. She looks so, you look so scared. I know. Like, cause please, I'm like, oh. please, God, let it be over. <laughs> please, Addison. He doesn't, it's not right. It's not going to be good. It's not going to work out. Get it through your head, please. Mm-mm. I don't want to comment on the baby yet because I don't know much about, like, what happened with how the baby got to her and stuff like that. But oh, for now, I just hope that it, yeah, that, you know, things work out well for a while, at least. I feel like there's going to be some drama that comes with the baby, but for now, she's going to be in baby bliss, at least in, for the rest of the season and <laughs> okay. the first few episodes of the next one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then Pete, oh, I don't even know. I don't even know what's going to happen to Pete. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, he's going to jail. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. what Somehow somehow he's going to get out. Like, I don't think he's really going to be sentenced to anything. But I don't know how or what's, what kind of punishment he's going to have to face. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing because you know what happened. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, who's next? We did Amelia. We did Sheldon. Did we do Jake? We did Jake with Amelia. Amelia a bit. Um, I guess him and Addison, you know, I think they'll date for a while. I don't know if it's going to be happily ever after forever or anything like that. You mean Jake and Addison or Sam and Addison? Jake and Addison. Okay. Do you like them together? I think so. From what I've seen, yes. He seems like he has his head on, you know, he seems like he's a good guy. Yeah, I haven't gotten any red flags yet from him. Cool. He's just kind of mysterious, which that could be a bit of a red flag a little, but 
it sounds like he's got a lot of serious things that have happened to him and that's why he doesn't share too much all the, you know immediately yeah okay cooper and charlotte i think they'll be fine nothing big there i feel like yeah you don't think any big changes for them just like status quo mason this lawsuit from the father <laughs> troy's father oh yeah i feel like if i was his father i would sue them <laughs> yeah yeah sam he's still sam <laughs> i wish we'd see corinne again but we just haven't oh yeah okay well thank you i can't wait for our dear listeners to see you across the country yeah it's gonna be cool it's great yeah do you do stage door or is it like too cold and covety I do stage door, but I'm, I'm like one of the slowest people to get out of costume and into regular clothes. So you have to wait for a good little while. But I, if I know someone in the audience, I try to speed up my process and get out there and say hi. But yeah, we do do the stage door. No. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. So you can send me a DM or Sheree a DM if you're going to see our dear star. Oh, and our dear sweet Melissa is going to be in A Sign of the Times off-Broadway. So if you're yes. in New York, you can go to New World Stages and see dear sweet Melissa Clark. Yes, and it looks like it's going to be a really good show. I've seen a few little clips of things here and there. It seems mm-hmm. pretty interesting. She's been doing it for a long time, different iterations. Yeah, I saw her mm-hmm. her, yeah, her posts of like the journey of the yeah. process. It's, been pretty, it's pretty cool to be with a show from its the baby, the infant stages of it. Yeah. Yeah. very proud yeah it's amazing okay ratings and mvps mm. so my rating is when you're on a giant group trip and there's one person who always has an opinion it isn't a bad opinion but there always is one and the stakes are always so high even when they don't have to be there were shondalogs galore in this episode where there haven't been historically and everything and everyone's storylines are coming to a fever pitch because the season finale is next week. It just feels like, you know, when you're on a vacation and there's always that one person who has a monologue to say every time you stop somewhere <laughs> at the beach. I love it. That's a good one. Thank you. My rating was, okay, a person who is a semi-good swimmer, like knows the basics of swimming decides to go to the beach with their lifeguard, like, you know, pro swimmer friends. Their friends are having a great time in the deeper part of the ocean. And this person who is the non, you know, the the, the basic swimmer is just like, you know what, I think I'm, I can do this. I'm gonna go play with them too. And they go into the deeper parts of the ocean and some scary consequences. <laughs> womp womp. Result. And it's like, are the friends gonna save them? Maybe, maybe not. So, um, yeah, it's like, yeah, deciding to do things to go a little deeper than you probably should. It's a good one. Yeah, I uh, learned very young, not the hard way, but I was taught very young not to mess with the ocean. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Mother Nature in general. Respect Same. nature. Yes. I also rambled for my MVP. Should I read the whole thing or should I just say who I decided? Of course you should. Okay, I should read the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so I ended on Amelia, but this is... I No, no, I didn't. I ended on Addison, but this is how I got to Addison. I said, Amelia, for not using and for trying to find, quote-unquote, healthier outlets and confiding in Jake. Healthier meaning Sheldon, even though not great. Um, I really wanted to give it to Jake again, but he just got it last week and 
might get it next week. But then when I said Jake might get it next week, I thought Amelia also might get it next week. Because, like, obviously she's going to have her baby next week. Like, Mm -hmm. it's the season finale. She's been pregnant. Like, you know, we all know how television works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really should just give it to Addison for sticking up for Amelia to Sheldon and for herself and Henry to Sam and not letting him walk in and out of their lives whenever, whenever he feels like it and for kissing Jake. Just... (laughs) adding it um because i feel like in the past love that she would have just let sam be there and give herself a little bit of happiness Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that's gross yeah but it wasn't like anyone in this episode was you know got the automatic gold medal like it has been in the past for me at least yeah Mm -hmm. i agree with that who's your mvp i feel like i'm in between amelia and maybe cooper okay amelia pretty much aligning with what you just said um, you know, she's been through so much, like, she needs a win. This is the win she could have. Yeah. <laughs> and then Cooper, just because I feel like, you know, he was a, has been a good friend to Violet and, you know, kind of being the, the listening ear and helping her work through some of things. And I feel like, you know, that's important in a, in a good friend. And then he was there. <laughs> he seems like a great husband, too, to Charlotte. She seems happy, so <laughs> I feel like he's doing life pretty well. Yeah, and he's giving her... He's giving her information to help her get from A to B. Yeah. And, like, understand why Pete is picking up every shift. Right. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your future episodes. You can find me at Samantha G. Harris on Instagram. And you can find me at Sheree on Instagram and at I am Sheree everywhere else in my website. Is what? Is I am Sheree.com. www.http. Right. Dot dot. Slash slash. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing it with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show and we might read your review on the podcast. We would also love for you to join our Patreon community at patreon.com slash bhab podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing the season five finale of Private Practice. Season five, episode 22 with your friend and mine, Mimi. They are available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more, as well as borrowed from your local library. If you have thoughts you'd like to share on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. BHAB Podcast will be back in two weeks. TGIT. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Every time I say it like that, I think that should happen. And if I go, TGIT, I think it should be like, ba-da-bum. Love it. We've got to add it. <laughs> <laughs>